0: He is he is a graduate of Emory, graduating in 1982. And before coming to Emory, he was also serve, He also served as the O line coach at Virginia Tech under Frank Beamer. He he served there for seven years, where at that time he worked with Beamer and won ACC titles in 07, 08, and 2010. So, without further ado, welcome into face to face, Coach Newsom. How you been, sir?
1: Jordan, great to see you again. I'm I know excited about talking with you about our program
0: it's crazy we we met i guess at the beginning of the summer when i first came back in may and we talked about doing this and gosh time's flown, flown by summer's almost almost through and it's almost time to get ready to practice huh
1: no doubt we're getting close and uh you know our kids we've got a bunch of guys working out right now and that's exciting uh because in the past we hadn't been able to do that so uh you know i, I think we're headed in the right direction you know it depends on how fast we get there but uh Glad to be here this evening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, um before we talk about the Emory program, I want to take you back a little bit. So um for those who may not know about your bra- background, could you talk briefly about uh your time at Virginia Tech and um how you came to get that position as O line coach?
1: Well, we we had won a national championship at JMU and that and I was the line coach and that, that helped a lot. And and uh so that's And I had known uh, Coach Beamer for years, and Billy Height was a great friend of mine who had been, uh, he had coached uh, running backs there. Actually, his career uh, was 33 years there, but he helped me get there, and he's a great friend of mine, and uh, then once we got to Blacksburg, we were very fortunate, we went to three Orange Bowls, a Sugar Bowl, two Peach Bowls, and a Russell Athletic. So we had a had a good run, and, uh, you know, that means you have good players and you've recruited well, you know. You know, that coaching part is a little overrated, but uh, those players, I promise you, they win and lose for you. And uh, we, had, we had good players, and it was a lot of fun. We won a lot of games. I think we won in – in my 7 years we won 74 games or 77 it was a it was a good run so uh i was fortunate to be around a lot of other good coaches and a lot of good players and that wins games
0: yeah I, and i actually didn't know about the jmu national championship until a few days ago when i was kind of doing some research that was that's a great accomplishment too i do want to ask you one more thing about Virginia Tech Mr. Frank Beamer what's he like on game days is he? Is he chill? He's, he's, or? Fa-
1: he's fairly calm, but if if things aren't going good, he'll let you know they're not going good. Sure, but he's a lot calmer than I am. So, but that's uh, pretty easy to do. Yes, <laughs> <I guess> that's <laughs> years I'm of experience, not, huh? <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was, uh, but he, he's a good person, and uh, but. He'll let you know if we've made a mistake on uh, whatever position and you know uh, decisions we've made with players and all those type of things. Very involved on game day and did a good job.
0: Wonderful. Um, yeah, your O-line's produced 4,000-yard rushers in your time. I remember all these guys. Brandon Orr in 2006, Darren Evans 2008, Ryan Williams 2009, and David Wilson in 2008. Great, great tenure there. Let's shift gears a little bit. Um, how did this position come to be? How did you get the head coach position here at Emory & Henry?
1: Uh, we had gone back, uh, my wife and I had gone back to JMU, and uh, I knew if uh, if Emory ever opened up, this is where we wanted to be. I mean, this is, you know, this is the place that raised me. And, uh, you know, it's I came from the tidewater to here, and I always wanted to come back and uh, – be the head coach here and uh just got fortunate and wish we you know we'd had a better record in the ODAC you know we're we're above 500 but you know and last year we lost a bunch of games we shouldn't have lost but uh you know I still love this place this place is special to me we've got the best alumni group in the country uh, in my opinion in division three and it would be division two also people care so much about emory football and i, I that uh, a lot has to do with you know coach wacker but my coach coach bales uh, had something to do with it also because when he was playing their tenure was great so you know it was it's a special place it's a place that i care about my family cares about and um you know, I, I want us to be successful, and I want to, I want to make sure whenever I, you know I have to go, it's been on a good note. So that's that's what we're working on right now.
0: Mm-hmm. You had you had coach in Division One, JMU was Division Two. What was the transition like going from Division One to Division Three when you first came here?
1: Well, actually, JMU, uh, you know, Virginia Tech was. Uh, I went to JMU first, and they're 1AA. And then I go to Virginia Tech and, of course, 1A and all the bowl games. And then come to Division three, and, uh, and, you know, it's a little different as far as help and money for coaches. And and then we've gone Division two. so I tell people all the time, I guess my next step is – pop Warner because <laughs> I I I've, 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 I've covered all the college bases and the high school base so I guess I'm going to coach uh, 11 and 12 year olds uh, on my next stop but we'll we'll see how that goes but it's you know football's football and it's it's uh you know you you, you work the same amount of time you know, we we our coaches worked the same amount of time when we were Division three as when I was at at Virginia Tech, and uh, you know that doesn't change. And that football field's still a hundred yards long, so it all that doesn't change. And your feeling about winning and losing, you know, people will say, "Oh, gosh, it's a lot less pressure now that you're at Emory and Henry than Virginia Tech." I said, "No, I went to Emory and Henry." I promise you, I want to win more than anybody. I mean, these are my my guys that I sweated with that I'm trying to coach for, and uh, so it's you know it's all similar. But uh, I still love it here. It's a great place, and Emory's a great place.
0: And I'm sure the and you were talking about the competitiveness is still the same, but um, a lot of the technical things are probably different because when you're at a D1 school like Virginia Tech, you're starting to recruit. You can recruit underclassmen. Right and, and ninth and tenth graders and, and, and things like that. That's and,
1: where recruiting changed. I mean, I recruited. I started recruiting uh, Bucky Hodges when he was coming out of the eighth grade and he was going to be a ninth grader, and we brought him to Virginia Tech. And that that's been years ago. And now it's even changed more. But uh, that that's the biggest difference. Recruiting here is we're gonna spring recruit juniors and and try to get them on our campus sometime at a game as a senior when you're at uh, Virginia Tech you're recruiting ninth graders and trying to get them on campus and that's that's a big difference and uh, that's where it really changes but the one thing about that is when you when you recruit a young one like that you don't know how they're going to finish And, you know, some of them don't work out. Some of them do. You know, I think we have a better idea because we've got junior film and then find out how it works out as a senior. But, you know, those guys uh, at that level, uh, I promise you, they do their homework. They know who can play and who can't play.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Going back again, you had a really, really successful first year here, eight and two, I believe. Your team tied for first. You were selected coach of the year. Did you? You can be honest. Did you expect to have that much success so early?
1: No, but I did it backwards. I wish I'd have done it last year instead of my first <laughs> year. You know, I, I wish we would have not won a game for the first few years, and then, then we started winning. But no, just just kidding. It, it was, uh, you know, it, it was it was a good run, and uh, we had good players when I got here. And we brought in a new system and, uh, Craig Stutzman, who was actually, uh, left here, went to Hawaii and then he was the offensive coordinator at Washington state, uh, brought in a great system and, uh, defensively we did some things that I knew from when I used to coach defense and, uh. I I felt like all that worked out and uh, that's that had a lot to do with it bringing in Craig uh, who now is not at Washington State he's he's in Utah now but uh, did a great job with our offense and uh, Kevin Saxton who eventually coached with us became the quarterback and uh, I think he had a lot to do with it also
0: yeah that's great and um, you're talking about kind of the the coaches coming in and things like that I want to talk a little bit about uh preparation you know and what kind of goes on off the field you know and what I guess what I'm trying to say is what goes on in a typical week uh during the football season from I guess Sunday to Friday in between the yeah, game days and that's or for you personally what does that schedule look uh, like
1: that come in I go to church at 9.30, and then uh we we come in after that and I, I get here at 11. Uh, and then I meet with the special teams uh, coaches and we watch the film from the game and uh, then after that I go meet with the offense and we watch the film of the offense and then after we watch the film of the offense we meet as a staff and we pick players of the game and all the above and uh, anybody getting awards and we do those just like we did at Blacksburg? Everything's identical, mm-hmm. and then after that, uh, they they go and they uh, they they have to lift in in between that time, so they lift before they get to us, and then uh, we after that we 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 meet again as and as an offensive and defensive uh, position group. And that's that's on Sunday also. Then we go outside and we do special teams uh, skill work and we do offensive and defensive corrections. Then we send them home. They're off on Monday. They come back on Tuesday morning to watch film again. And then, then they go to class. They lift. And then they go to class, and after class, they they come to individual meetings. Then after individual meetings, we practice. Then they have study hall, and then uh, we start it all over again. And Wednesday's the same, and then Thursdays a, a more of a team practice. But Tuesday and Wednesday are, uh, you know, everybody's working to. Together and they're lifting and they're doing those type of things. So, you know, they don't have any time off. Mm-hmm. Or they really don't. Their schedule is the same as a JMU football player and the same as a Virginia Tech football player. And, uh, you know, they're lifting, study hall, class, breakfast. I mean, all, all of it's the same, and uh, especially now that we're Division Two. Because we have them by the scholarship,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, extra incentive there, no I guess <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it takes a a whole lot of discipline to be a, a student athlete and which kind of leads me to my next question: when you're recruiting or you know when you're working in the middle of the season, what do you coach Newsom, look for in a player?
1: Well, the first thing is evaluation, probably from the film here because we we haven't met them yet. But before you meet them, it's you know their feet. You know you 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 coach from the feet up, and you know how well they run, how well they move, and those type of things. And then then you look at how strong they are and all that type of thing. But then you know it, it, high school coaches get way overrated for the amount of uh, emphasis they have on a on a high school kid going to college, you know, they say my coach didn't help me. Mm-hmm. You know, all I want to know from the high school coach, is he a good kid or is he a bad kid? And if he's a good kid, I, that's that's all I need. I'll watch the film. We'll evaluate him. We'll get him at a one-day camp. We'll find out if he can play. But just tell me if, if he gets along with everybody you know and that, and that's huge you know if 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 he's friends with the his play the players on the team and if he's a leader and all those type of things are critical in you know in finding out if you want to recruit him and you know high school coaches you know they you know all the parents say well he didn't help him no just tell us is he a good kid is he not a good kid mhm and uh, so that's, that's the biggest thing. But we recruit from feet up, and if they can move and run, and then we get it. Everybody in America now has to see a prospect working out. That's at Alabama, and that's at Emory and & Henry. And so that, that's become critical. Even, even the five-star guys, they'd like to see work out. And if those guys don't want to work out, you you've got some question marks.
0: Sure, sure. So obviously a lot of expectations on the field you're talking, expectations off the field. Um what specific expectations do you have personally for the athletes when they're off the field like in the classroom or do they need to make certain grades or or
1: Well, you know, I, the way the <clears> best way <throat> I think to explain it is uh you know, it's not okay to lose in the classroom you're not going to be eligible and it's not okay to lose in the weight room because you're not going to be good enough to play on the field and it's not good enough to lose on on the field you know and uh you know i I tell them you know a lot of guys want to blame things on things and i I tell them you're either a window person or you're a mirror person and that window person you know they go over to that window and blame everybody they start pointing it's his fault it's their fault it's that and you know that mirror person just walks over to the mirror and says hey the only person i can fix is right in this mirror and uh so we you know that's kind of how we explain it to our guys because i i think i think that's very important you know and whose fault is it please don't blame it on anybody and don't be that window person Mm-hmm. you know i know i've lost some games here from not doing the right thing and that was hard for me to look in the mirror but i knew i needed to and i needed to change it a little bit and uh, hopefully i've done that but i'm i'm an older guy and I, you know i've I've been on both sides of it so i'm gonna keep working in that direction
0: that's great and um let's talk a little bit about this this transition Everyone in the area's been hearing about it. You know the transition from Division three to Division two. Can you kind of explain to me, you know how how that transition is like? What's the behind the scenes on that? Like with you and your players, and also a question I've had this entire semester. I wanted to save it for this interview. Is how the scholarships worked specifically for the for the guys who have been here before the one, not the incoming freshmen or ones like that. So what does that transition look like?
1: Well. We've got a total of 36 scholarships, and we've, up to this point, I think we've used 12 as of today. And so we're behind the league, you know, because they've got 36. But uh, what it means for our guys, our older guys, that we can give them money because we've got an older team and we'll get that money back when they finish. So we're gonna help those guys out because they've been a huge part of the program. So that's where we are right now as opposed as you know, we, we're we're gonna help them and that's what we've done. So we've helped our guys and then we've got new guys coming in and uh it it's it's been so much easier to recruit. Really, at this point we have a year and a half of scholarships. Because our first year we couldn't announce we were going to Division two until a week before the signing date we weren't allowed to announce it so you know that's a so we started recruiting where we got behind was we started recruiting in May seniors that we could sign to come in so that's about a half a year of recruiting this year we were able to sign a regular class and identify. And then we went out and we run camps. We ran camp in uh, Tidewater, Virginia, ran a camp in uh, Northern Virginia, ran a camp in Charlottesville, ran a camp in Roanoke, ran a camp in Knoxville, ran a camp in uh, uh, Richmond. So we, we, we identified 750 players. And those are all underclassmen. So we've got a great list right now. So this is really the first time we've become on schedule for our recruiting base. So now we, we can identify we've got a recruiting base of the – and we had a camp at our place. And we – actually, last year we had uh, – the year before we had 30 at our place, and then we had 120 this year. So it, the word is getting out there that we're a scholarship program now. And that's that's the biggest thing is you know there's in division 2 right now. There's four uh division 2 schools in the state of Virginia. Virginia State, Virginia Union, that school up there in Wise, I don't usually say their name. I'm still not going to, <laughs> and uh, they've got a college up there. I think they call it. And uh, then you got Emory and Henry. So uh, that's, you know, that's what's in the state. So we've got to hit the state first, you know, and then you know Charlotte and Upper East Tennessee, and we we've got to recruit this. Our neighborhood is like the way I like to say it to our staff. So, but, uh, you know, that's where we are. And we're, we're, I think we're heading in the right direction. And uh, I'm excited about where we are. But it's, it's going to take a while. You know, we're not going to just go in and say, we're Emory and Henry, we're going to beat everybody next year. And I realize that. And I've got to find a way to communicate that to the players that, Hey, you know, you're older Division 3 guys that are really good players and I wish we were playing in the ODAC one more year, but we're not. And I think that I think they'll take it and run with it. So we'll see how that goes.
0: For those upperclassmen, I have to wonder um the ones who have been playing in ODAC their their entire careers. What do you expect to see from that? Do you do you expect to see obviously your guys work hard. I don't doubt that, but do you expect the work ethic to go higher I guess if you will or do you expect there to be a a uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say like a um extra or like a extra focus I guess on film and things like that No I maybe? don't
1: think so they've they've worked hard up to this point but you know we've never had this many guys at a summer program and I've talked to I found out about another program somewhere in the Sac conference and they had nine guys here working out at their uh, campus. You know, we've got we've got forty some here, and uh, you know, I, I think that changes teams. But we're just younger. Uh, we're, we're excuse me, our scholarship guys are younger. Mm-hmm. But I think a Division three guy. I mean, I, I I hate to use that term because that's not the way you should talk about it. But a guy that's played a lot of years, I don't care where you're at. If he's playing in his fifth year and another guy's playing in his red shirt freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, I think an ODAC player is better than a sack player that's playing that, that young. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that because this is the one division I haven't been in yet. Yeah, and I told you, you know, Pop Warner's next, so uh, we'll see how that goes for me. But uh, that's that's where we are.
0: Yeah. Um, for someone who may not be knowledgeable about the um, the teams on your schedule, I know every game's important. Every coach says, you know, every every game's important. Yes, they are. But there are also some games you kind of circle on your calendar, and you're like, this game, you know, we really got to look at more film and everything are there any are there any teams our first like that two, okay uh
1: concord and bluefield i mean I, I, I don't i mean i don't hide that from anybody that's you know because we're getting ready to go into a conference it's probably the best division two conference in the country i i think we better take care of our non-conference and uh you know we've watched film of, of both of them and you know we should have beat bluefield a year ago and we didn't and uh, we'll see how that goes this go-round. And Concord uh, looks to be better on film than they are. So, you know, we, we, those first two to get us headed into the conference season, I think I, those are the two circles. You know, our coaches as a staff, wherever I've been, what you do is you, uh, you work on your first three games. So we've we've got a offensive, defensive, and special teams game plan for the first three games. That's uh, what you know we we've done wherever I've been, and uh, it changes after you know not the first game, but the second game based on what they've done you know in their first game. But you know that's that's how you evaluate, and then uh, that's how you work on it. Mm-hmm. So. So we'll we'll see how it goes, but we've uh, we've definitely evaluated those teams, and I I think Concord's got a very good football team. And you know, we we had a big lead against Bluefield and lost the game, and we'll see how that goes.
0: Uh, Let's see, we got uh, three more minutes here, just under three minutes, but I want to end it with this. Just kind of pick your brain a little bit. So you played uh, college football, and I want to know how has the game changed from when you played to now. In your opinion,
1: well, you know, I was a hundred and eighty or ninety pound defensive tackle. They might block me off the field right now, but I promise you, I would have tried to fight them. But they—they they probably would have blocked me off the field. And uh, you know, it's—it's it's bigger, faster, stronger, and the game has changed that at all levels. You know, and and that's that's where it's really you know. Different. And, uh, you know, I, I love playing here and this, but I, I couldn't play where I played, not, not even close now, you know, and uh, it's, but I wouldn't change where I went to college for anything. I had uh, actually was signing with another college and I went down there and I wasn't a very good place. And I had a full scholarship, but I came here. And uh, right now, even as we're Division Two, I promise you, I wouldn't have signed Kurt Newsom to come to Emory and Henry. So he wouldn't he wouldn't have made it here. So if he wanted to walk on, he probably would have had to walk from Hampton, Virginia, to get here. But uh, no, it was uh, it was different back then.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, Coach, I I can't thank you enough for being on here tonight. We really appreciate your time. I wish we had more. I wish we could talk more, but I, oh. I only got this 30 minute segment. But, no, uh, I do too. And yeah. you've
1: been great, and I appreciate you. And, you know, sorry about you going to LSU. But, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're an Avenue guy that uh-huh. we like.
0: <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much again. Uh, opening game against Concord a little over seven weeks from today. Best of luck to you the rest of the summer and the season. Um, to those of you listening, thank you as always for listening. Privilege as always, thank you for listening to this 7th edition of Face-to-Face Sports. Remember, I will be back same time next week, next Monday at 6.30. Hope to see you then. Stay safe out there. Watch some sports. Bye.